Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking with Ben Neef of ITA. Ben, you've been here at RSA all week. You've had tons of conversations with people. You actually even have given a presentation or two. But one topic that you and I have discussed that I think is of interest and something that I'd like to explore a little bit more deeply is blockchain technology. You've said that a majority of your conversations have actually revolved around the blockchain, and there's been a lot of discussion about blockchain being used to support ID management. Could you expand there a bit? Yeah, um, this is something that's a, a kind of a bit of a new conversation in many ways. But what the blockchain offers is an ability to verify and store any variety of assets. And identity is potentially one of those assets that can be used. So the notion would be that one party could go through the identity verification and proofing process enter that into the blockchain and then other parties could rely on that essentially sort of you could think of it as a passport or a driver's license that sits on the blockchain that identifies you what about from an international perspective you had mentioned earlier that one of the advantages to the blockchain is the fact that from a currency conversion point of view it could be used for payments for cross-border remittance yeah so one of the interesting things is when you look at the cost basis for cross-border payments and remittances today it's fairly high and remittances in particular because they're generally used by an underbanked population lower income and the cost the transaction cost for those remittances is very very high so there are a number of firms that are looking at leveraging the blockchain whether it be Bitcoin or another virtual currency to transmit those funds at you know virtually zero cost rate and take on some foreign exchange r currency risk but be being able to cut that down from you know a ten or a fifteen dollar cost basis for a transaction to a five or ten cent cost per transaction. There's a, a number of upstart companies that are looking to do this and remittances is an enormous market and it could be something that would be really valuable for those lower income folks who are trying to you know help their families. Do you see banking institutions you know moving in this direction? Is there an interest there? Because for years banks have talked about wanting to attract some of these unbanked or underbanked members of the population. However, they've had a hard time breaking into that market because Western Union and MoneyGram kind of have a foothold there. Yeah, so I mean there are big players that are very regularly used and generally well trusted by their customers. They've generally had good experiences, but the cost is really high. So there's an opportunity for your more traditional financial institutions to offer similar kinds of services at a lower cost, but then also develop that relationship so that it might become maybe a, a prepaid account or a checklist checking account and you know build that relationship and be able to upsell and generate some more revenue from those clients while also giving those clients a much greater access to the broader financial system including things like having a, a positive check systems report having a positive credit report getting them included into the system and what about from a faster payments perspective? So then I would say it's probably been 12 to 18 months ago. There was a lot of discussion surrounding the Fed's initiative for faster payments and opportunities for the blockchain. Do you think that some of that has kind of died on the vine or is there still interest there? I'm, I, I think that it's really still in the exploratory phase, to be honest with you. Blockchain technology is not the answer for everything. It's a new kind of database, right? So just as an Oracle database isn't the answer for everything and a Hadoop database isn't the answer for everything, blockchain has many uses, but it's not like an end-all, be-all kind of technology. 
I think that there are other ways to, to handle faster payments. And you know, as an example, when you look at the Bitcoin blockchain, it is limited at about seven transactions per second. That is so small <laughs> compared to what we would need for a, a U.S. faster payment system. You need hundreds of thousands of transactions per second. So, you know, and there are ways to scale blockchain technology. Again, Bitcoin is just one teeny example when you look at the ecosystem that can do hundreds of thousands of transactions per second. But it's so nascent, it's so early. I think it, it's still exploratory and, and it's too early to call. And also, as, as you have rightly mentioned, when we look at other markets such as the United Kingdom, obviously faster payments have been built on a different type of technology. Abs absolutely. So you look at the UK, Singapore, and other markets that have gone to a, a real-time gross settlement type of fast payment, they're using their own rails that they've built. They're not using something like blockchain. From a consumer perspective and a person-to-person -person perspective, blockchain technology can be very attractive because of the low cost and the relative speed. So it's not instantaneous. It can be as much as five minutes before that transaction is certified in the blockchain. But that's okay if I'm paying you back for lunch, right? You know, five minutes is acceptable compared to writing you a check. <laughs> right? right. So, you know, it, it really is what's the use case, what's the purpose of the payment when we look at large payment ecosystem like the U.S. and if you're looking at, say, Nacha and moving to a, a same day or real time, blockchain might very well not be the right solution for that because of the volumes that you're dealing with. The advantage that it does bring is irreversibility, right? So you can't revoke a transaction, and that decreases risk dramatically. Well, Ben, I'd like to thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Ben Neef of ITE. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.